Hi, I'm Larry Reed, and you're listening to the Libertarian Christian Podcast. Welcome to the show that gets Christians thinking about faith and politics. Get ready to challenge the status quo, expand your imagination, and tackle controversy head on. Let's stand together at the intersection of faith and freedom. It's time for the Libertarian Christian Podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of the Libertarian Christian Podcast. This is a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute, and you are listening live via Crowdcast to episode 100. I I can believe it, but I can't believe it at the same time. This is great, and I'm uh, really glad to have uh, some of you who are have been our loyal listeners, followers, and uh, people we've corresponded with over the years uh, joining us. It's interesting that I'm calling this live because you're listening to this right now, but at the same time, you're not a crowd in front of me. Uh, maybe uh, for episode 200, we'll somehow have a crowd or something like that where we can have an event. That would be pretty awesome, I think. I just wanted to welcome you all here. This is pretty awesome. There was one thing that we were going to do to start the episode, and that was to have a video by Larry Reed, who is going to be the opening voice of our podcast for 2019. Uh, it's already been recorded, but I actually learned last minute that we were unable to actually produce the video for you live uh, on this using this platform in the way that we have it set up. So I will link to that here uh, when I get a moment. Uh, we'll put it in the notes, and I'll kind of leave it for you at the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, we, we put it up on YouTube. It's just a really short message, uh, Larry wishing us the best, but I'll leave that for you to watch. I want to thank everybody who donated in 2018 and even in the past and who donated uh, even actually this month, January 2019. Uh, we thank you so much. Your generosity helps us uh, do what we do. Uh, it helps keeps the podcast running. There's a lot of things that we're doing and there's a lot of things that we're planning and a lot of things that we're going to be releasing in the coming year. And uh, it takes a lot of uh, support uh, to do what we do. Uh, this podcast in particular takes a major effort from a lot of people. Uh, we have a team, uh, Jason Jason Ring Productions. He has a team of people, and one of them, uh, his name is Keith. I'm going to call out his name because Keith has done an amazing job editing our podcast. Uh, he catches things and my mistakes. I mean, he makes me sound better. Uh, so we want to thank people like uh, Keith, who uh, just makes his podcast even better. Um, we have Matt Bellis, who is the opening deep voice that we have been uh, using for all 100 episodes. Uh, Matt is a friend of mine who lives locally near me, and he's uh, just got that perfect radio voice. So thank you, Matt. Uh, and of course, we have Bob Murphy and Jeffrey Tucker also do our intro voices uh, in the past uh, two years. And so kind of our kind of our plan is to kind of each year just update the voice and uh, maybe we'll see who we have each year. We might open the floor to uh, audio chat uh, for those of you who uh, have a microphone and want to ask a question or give some sort of testimony about health LCI or libertarianchristians.com has uh, has helped you in your in the liberty in your you know walk in, uh, as a libertarian or as a christian or both uh, if that's something that anybody wants to do we'll certainly open that up but what i'm going to do now is i'm actually going to get our our guest on and he's actually really not a guest he's actually the co-host <laughs> it's dr norman horn i mean we're going to talk about the founding of lcc and how it became LCI, and how we led up to you know doing this podcast, and you know all of that. So I mean, it, come on, we have to have Norman on, of course. So we're gonna get Norman on here, and that does take me just a few uh, moments. All right, and we got it for the first time ever. We both have video. <laughs> on. 
Uh, so it's incredible. We'll keep that up for just a little bit, <laughs> at least. So now you know where I record. <laughs> yeah, it's a much better looking basement than my own. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I record too, all the time. This is where you record. Yeah, this is uh, this is how a lot of meetings at LCI take place. Uh, <laughs> us uh, over, over webcams, funny microphones, and basements. People ask where we're based, and we say everywhere. <laughs> basement so the founding the so libertarian (laughs) christian institute started as libertarianchristians.com and every time norm every time you tell the story you you always say in the wake of the obama election you had to find found an organization or a website you had to start writing about this (laughs) uh so uh it's it's just part of the story so this we're we just hit uh, 10 years in november of 2018 and now we are at episode 100 this is kind of a nice coinciding happening here so i'm gonna let the screen get focused on you and you can tell a little bit of uh what what why did you find well we can keep it both up i guess (laughs) why why did you found lcc how did that start if we're going to talk about the founding of lcc we really should talk a little bit about what came before because a lot of it comes down to why i became a libertarian in the first place and to even go to that point we kind of have to do a shout out to some you know, ancient history in, in, in some respects, uh, namely that, you know, what my parents taught me from a being from a little child, uh, was to be a person of character and a seeker of truth. And what I found as I, uh, kind of be, was, I was an undergrad in particular, um, I think that we'll go through quickly this part of the story, but I, I started reading articles from the Mises Institute about economics and ethics, uh, really being spurred on by the uh, growing relationship that I had had with uh, the family of the girl who would, who would become my wife. Uh, you know, my wife, Caitlin, uh, her dad introduced me to these articles and just wanted to get my opinion and because he had, it was interested in the free market. And even though, you know, my future father-in-law wasn't exactly a libertarian, he had an appreciation for Austrian economics. And what happened was that I got really interested in, in that in particular, this is a study of economics. And as I, you know, grew in that, I, I began to discover this thing called libertarianism and the, and in particular the writings of Murray Rothbard. So, what happened then is that about a year after that, we, we got married, we moved uh, to Texas, and I started graduate school. And the, the effect that this had had on me, uh, the reading these articles, you know, continuously over the, over the past, that past year and a half or so, was really that I began to realize that a lot of the arguments that I had uh, against you know, libertarianism itself, or just liberty, as opposed to what I had previously held, conservatism. Uh, I the arguments that I had for libertarianism could I could argue against myself and win every time with liberty, and that that process did take some time. Uh, what was a major factor there, though, was that there was this there was sort of this latent problem uh, that kind of Christians would have with libertarianism. There, there was this, you know, dare I say, uh, kind of, uh, I, not to, to toss around the word lightly, but kind of a, a prejudiced effect, you know, because there's this, there's a, an, ex, there's sort of an expectation uh, in, in kind of Christianity, you know, if you're if you're a, cons, uh, a theologically conservative Christian, that often goes along with 
political conservatism. And if you know you're all here and, and our listeners, they know that that's something that's kind of intrinsic to to the uh, to what's what happens in you know American evangelicalism on some level. Uh, but but nonetheless, uh, there are a few things that kind of won me over. One was that you know again I was taught from a very young age to be a seeker of truth, and regardless of of where it led. And in fact, you know, you can, you, my mother who's here can attest to this, uh, that when I did kind of out myself as a libertarian and, and really the, you know, what kind of happened there was that I, I remember actually specifically being at home with, with Caitlin and I put down my laptop or I think, it was, I think it was my laptop reading some articles or whatnot. And I said, and I told her that, you know, I have better article, I, I'm sorry, I have better arguments for liberty and libertarianism than I do for conservatism anymore. Everything that I thought, you know, that I could answer with conservatism uh, really is better answered with libertarian ideas. And when I talked about that initially with, with my parents in particular, and they found that funny, uh, you know, again, my mom can attest to this in particular since she's, I mean, she's here. I, I told them that, look, you, you guys taught me to be, uh, uh, to be consistent with what I believed. And what I'm telling you now is that I'm, I believe now I am being more consistent with what you taught me than, than what, than what I believed before, period. And that was really, you know, that was a, a, an important point. The reason why this is important is because from then on, I kind of had this sense in my brain that there needed to be a resource out there to, uh, there needed to be a resource out there to kind of help Christians along in this journey toward understanding libertarian ideas. And that is, I mean, that's even why, you know, you'll, you'll see in, in the, the sort of inadvertent quote that it gets, uh, it's been memed a bit and whatnot is, you know, this is why I say that, you know, libertarianism is the most consistent expression of Christian political thought. Uh, that has a very deep meaning to me. Um, and it's for these reasons, caring about truth, going wherever it leads, and saying no to ideas that are are just flat out incorrect, and not going, you know, bowing to the crowd, not joining up with the mass, but dealing with uh, the with the self evident truth and the scripture, no matter what. And so, you know, and and as you can see in the chat here, uh, mom is attesting to this. Uh, once again, and 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 you know, and that and that, this even had an effect on my parents, and and for the and for what it's worth, you know, they're both my mom and my dad and my brother, and and even to an extent, my sister are all involved in this now too. Uh, and this is a that's 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 the story. So starting LCC was really comes down to that. It came down to that kind of history of uh, of, of family and of truth seeking uh, that I know that every one of you who are listening now are also on that journey. Uh, so I hope that's a bit of encouragement for you. Getting started with the site itself, of course, was, uh, was a little weird. Uh, I had never built a website before, but, you know, I, I'd, uh, you know I, I could go through the technical details, but that's not the important part, right? The important parts are things like why, how, and, uh, and, and you know, what, what were the circumstances therein? Uh, in particular, as Doug mentioned earlier, it was all in the wake of, the Obama election in two, in 2008. And I just felt like it was time 
to do something with what I had already written. I had already written a ton of articles, even won some awards for um, for my exegesis and and of uh, of Matthew chapter four and Romans thirteen uh, in in papers and whatnot. It's been published in a couple of different places. Uh, you know, some with some of our friends. Um, many of you will know uh, and. And, uh, and, and so following, you know, starting the website, it got some kind of cool attention from folks like Tom Woods uh, and, and Bob Murphy and Peter Klein. Uh, and, uh, and that was, you know, that was, uh, it was really helpful to, you know, to have that early bump, if you will, in, in some of the, uh, you know, popular, uh, the popular things that I had. Norman, your mom, your uh, mom it, is uh, interrupting or making yeah. a comment here that's really a, f- a good foundation for you. Is she taught you never to trust the government? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, and you know, and and they demonstrated that to us in in so far as like we uh, we did. They refused to put us in the public school system, even, uh, and and we started homeschooling and and. You know, to be fair, like that's not necessarily for everybody, and, and I don't want to necessarily say that it is, but it was important for our development, and and that was a, a really a really important piece uh, there. You know, to to kind of you know that that spurred on our education in the right way, and so that was it was it was really important for us, and uh, and and so I'm really grateful uh, to you know to all of my family uh, for for you know, the effects that they had on us in, in every respect like that. It's really important and uh, we can't discount that. And, uh, you know, and, and for, for what it's worth, you know, everybody here has their own family history and hopefully there's plenty of it that you can look back to and say, you know, thank the Lord for, for what they, for, for the effect that they had upon me. And someday, you know, my, my hope for you is that if, uh, if by the, you know, by the grace of God, you uh, you you live a long life and and see your your family change and in good and it's better and better things. Then you can you know look back and say this these types of stories about them as well. And so I, I hope that that's that's part of uh, something that you uh, are blessed with. So you know, for what it's worth, I you know we talked about uh, we talked about you know starting up and and. Kind of the early LCC history, you know, some of the early publicity that we that we had, and it took you know a number of years for us to to really get to the point where it made sense to say strike out and go. Well, maybe it's time to expand even bigger, and a major focal point of that uh, was the desire to you know, from a, from a lot of people and the feedback that we received to, to host a, a some type of a physical event, uh, and so that's when we started the Christians for Liberty conferences back in uh, twenty. 13. And uh, that was really, you know, that was really fun to do. We had a great time doing that. Um, it's also incredibly difficult. We did that for three years straight. And my goodness, it was really, really, really hard. And, uh, and so we're, you know, we're, uh, we haven't done one in the la- uh, you know, this year, and uh, we're kind of looking toward what that's going to, you know, what these types of things will look like in the future. But nonetheless, the, the CFL conferences uh, were kind of the, you know, the focal point of where we were kind of gunning for a uh, a renewed organizational uh, impetus, and that is where we kind of started this idea of okay, we're gonna we're gonna actually turn this into a five hundred one c three. We're gonna make this and you know, uh, for what it's worth, kind of like a think tank of of sorts, and focus on content creation and things such as that. And so, you know, we had uh, we did that, and uh, and one of the f- interesting little pieces about that is that you know, uh, 
a number of organizations that you've probably are, are aware of, groups like Students for Liberty or, or Young Americans for Liberty, which, by the way, those those guys, the heads of those organizations were uh, are both friends of mine, Alexander McCobin, uh, and then and then uh, you know, former head of, uh, of of Young Americans for Liberty as well. Uh, both of them are friends of mine, and they you know helped encourage me and get get kind of give me some advice and getting started. And when, whereas, you know, there was that, uh, the kind of the scandal, uh, number of years ago about how, uh, certain elements of the administration, uh, were kind of blocking certain organizations from getting their tax exempt status, uh, you know, and to where it took them over a year. Uh, in some cases, like I think Yale took over a year to get their status. Uh, and st- similarly for students for Liberty, we got our 501c3 status by the grace of God in two weeks. And we have the documentation to prove it, <laughs> and uh, so that's that's kind of a, another little funny piece uh, that that kind of got us started started there. But ever since then, we've been just trying to understand how best that we can fit into the current space of liberty organizations. Uh, our our focus now is really to you know to work on our mission work, if you will, uh, that's the declared in our mission statement that you know we are here, we exist to train the church to be presenters of libertarian ideas, uh, that we care about, you know, equipping the church to promote liberty. That's what we're here to do. And so rather than just, we're not just to serve the libertarian community, although that is definitely something that we do. Uh, we, we are here to help you as fellow Christians go into the church and equip you to promote liberty within your churches, within your, your fellow Christian uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, make that important to us uh, and to, to kind of uh, move away from this idea that the state is the savior, of course, uh, even though that people don't want to say it that way. But, you know, you and I both know that is definitely something that, uh, that is prominent in, you know, in American Christianity and and even throughout the world as well. We want to we don't want to neglect that either. Uh, and so we're we're grateful for all the support uh, that people have brought to us over whether it's financial or just sharing our content or helping you know write articles. Any of that we're so grateful. Uh, we're also especially grateful for those outside of the country like like Paulo who's here today uh, and and for the many people uh, you know and we have some you know demographic data or well or really just some geographic not demographic geographic data that shows that you know libertarianchristians.com has been read in over 100 countries uh, in the world, uh, every year period. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, we're not even banned in China yet, if you can believe it. <laughs> uh, but you know, that that's incredible. And there's uh, there's so much to do in the world to promote the cause of Christ uh, and Liberty. And, uh, and we're, you know, we want to be at the vanguard of that. And we're thankful to have that opportunity through this organization, uh, personally, and we're thankful to be able to just serve you, uh, in that way. So Norman, one of the one of the teases that we sent out in an email or maybe even on our Facebook page about coming to this live event is that we would get to hear some uh, stories about, uh, you know, some of the insiders scoop, if you will, of what uh, you what you experience, things like cutting your chops on the live and let live radio show uh, <laughs> sure, sure. with, with the real Gary Johnson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, there's some other things that I think we, that we can talk about. Uh, would you like to give us some, give us some juicy tidbits of uh, what it was like? Oh, I think sure. this might've been before I even knew you. Uh, Cause. Oh you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. A number of things. There, there's a lot of funny things that have happened over the years and some of which, some of which I've, I'm sure I've forgotten, but there are definitely some cool things. Um, you know, one of the one of the great pleasures that I got to have early on in the in the uh, 
in the construction and pro- promotion of the site was the grand support of my my libertarian friends in Austin, Texas, uh, where I was a, I was a grad student at the time at University of Texas, and I worked uh, with the libertarians out there uh, in kind of a, some some you know smaller some larger activist efforts. Um, so, for instance, uh, as you alluded to. Uh, there was a there was a, a radio show called Live and Let Live. It was nationally syndicated. I mean, and you could of course stream it online. Uh, and it was it was hosted for years, and it's no longer running anymore because uh, the, the gentleman has uh, stepped down from it. Um, but it was run for years by this guy named Gary Johnson, but not the Gary Johnson who was the LP candidate for two uh, in, in two uh, presidential elections. Uh, this is a, a Gary Gary Johnson who was local in Austin. And he's a wonderful guy. He's super friendly uh, and is very experienced on the radio. Is is he's a wonderful man, and uh, we we like to joke around, you know, in, in Texas that you know that he was the real the real Gary Johnson because he was part of the LP uh, actually long before you know the 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 Gary Johnson you know former governor of New Mexico was, and uh, and and Gary's like I said, he's a wonderful guy, and he and uh, I kind of became one of his backup guests when he had you know. Uh, somebody back out on him last minute, he'd call me up. And, and so I'd hang out with him on the radio. And, and, and it was great because I didn't have a lot of opportunities to do things like that in the past. And if you've never done radio work before, it, it can be a little weird uh, when, you're, when you're going live on these sorts of things. And so it was great to, to cut my chops on, on uh, Gary's show and just to, to experience that and to you know, be able to get, having him give me the opportunity to talk both about the work that I was doing with LCC and then also the stuff that we would do with uh, the libertarian group on campus that I worked with and headed up for a number of years called Libertarian Longhorns, uh, which was uh, uh, now kind of, I don't think that it really exists anymore, which is kind of sad, but you know, that's the way of student groups and it's a, but it was a wonderful thing to do. Um, so that was, that was really cool. Uh, you know, there, there's some other things that are kind of even, I would say even weirder or, or, or uh, more unusual Um, I remember actually one of the funny things that happened very early on uh, was that I ended up getting some emails from some of our international friends. Um, One in particular that was weird. Well, we're not, I shouldn't even call it weird. It was just, it was actually just rather fascinating was from a group in Malaysia uh, who were basically wanting to understand as a small church in the area. And they, they had you know, been reading a number of materials out there about how do Christians, how should Christians understand the state? Um, because, you know, from their point of view, the, their government at the time was not being very, very friendly to them. And when they're reading this material from America, that's, that's, uh, that's perhaps a bit more complimentary of state action. And, and they're reading things like Romans 13 and going like, what, we don't know how to deal with this anymore. I mean, we hear what we hear our brothers and sisters in America saying one thing, Paul is saying this, this is very confusing to us. And, and so actually corresponding with them via email about how to interact with the state in Romans 13 was like, Oh my goodness. Talk about fear and trembling right there. Right. Uh, that was, that was weird. Uh, that was the weird part. Um, but you know, very fascinating. Uh, another little known fact about LCC uh, and, L- and LCI, and uh, you know, all all of us here as Christians will recognize the importance of this is that you know the unintended consequence, in a good way, of what we have here is that occasionally uh, libertarians who are not Christians uh, stumble on our stuff, and they start reading, and they begin to learn more about God, and then they 
you know, <laughs> the Lord may, works in, in very interesting ways here. And sometimes that leads them to attend a congregation and grow and learn more. And they become Christians almost as a indirect result of being exposed to this work. And that is really exciting. It is not something that I, I ever thought was, a, I, I never thought that was possible in this sort of scenario, but it's definitely something that now that I've seen it, and we get a couple emails like this every year. Uh, you, you know, it's not a ton of them. Uh, I, I mean, obviously we wish there were more, uh, but there's not a ton of them, but, but it does happen. And so it kind of always is now in the back of our mind about, you know, what is, what is this effect going to have? Or what is, this, uh, what is this article going to say about us as Christians to the people who are libertarians out there who are not Christians? Uh, it's, that's, you know, it's an interesting kind of sub point there. I remember my first email where I got, basically it was the first email that was sent to me and it was probably about three or four years ago. And I remember it distinctly hit me because I hadn't really thought about the impact we were having on, um, on libertarians who would, who would become Christians. And this was a little bit different because this person was raised a Christian, considered himself a Christian, but then kind of was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore um, because he got, he kind of learned a lot about politics and economics. And he's like, I can't, I can't be a Christian. If a Christian belie believes this, I'm not going to say which side of the, the fence he was on, but if a Christian believes this about politics, I just, I can't do it. And he came across libertarianchristians.com and at some, I don't remember, amount of time later, uh, he he was like, oh, well, if I can be a Christian and be a libertarian, well, I didn't realize that that could be compatible. And we helped him kind of blend those together. And so in, in this sense, we actually helped him from sort of leaving the faith. And uh, that, that hit me because I had had conversations with him and I didn't realize it. Um, actually, you know what? I just realized that I did not get an email from that person. This is when I met this person in person and he shared this with me over lunch. Uh, and I just remember being stunned and being like, like, wow, this is really awesome. So, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was my memory of it. And, uh, it, it really is a really good feeling to kind of hear that we are having an impact on people. It was, it was the first, uh, impact that it had on me. Hey, the last story I wanted to share yeah. actually was something that if you're perhaps are slightly newer to LCI slash LCC in general. Uh, there are a few events that stand out in my mind as being, you know, pretty amazing in the way they came together and how important they were, at least in my mind, uh, as to like how much fun they were to do and how interesting it was to participate in them. And those in particular are the debates that we were, we've been invited to. Uh, the first one actually, which, which happened, oh man, I think this was back in 2013. So it's been probably on the order. Of, it's been about five years, I think, um, was a, was a debate at Patrick Henry college with the Wilberforce society. Um, they were the invite, they were the invitees or rather they invited me and, uh, the invitees were myself and a guy named Alan Carlson of the Howard center. Uh, and we were debating about, uh, about essentially the government definition of marriage. And it was, uh, it was amazing to do <laughs> uh, the, the, the best point in the debate. And you can still find this video somewhere. Uh, there's moments in it where I'm not exactly pleased with my own performance uh, per se. But one of my, I think my favorite moment there was, uh, you know, I had prepped really hard in trying to read what Alan Carlson had wrote or what he had written uh, on the topic of marriage and government in various ways. And so I came prepped hardcore with his own work. And I was pretty sure that because I was, you know, 
you know, the, I'm the young upstart kid. I doubt he's going to read my stuff and the things that I've written on the topic. That's fine. You know, whatever. Uh, he's, he's the, uh, the luminary and I'm, and I'm the young upstart. So, but what I realized in my preparation was that I had, I could make arguments from his own work to support my position and debunk his. And, <laughs> and so I did this and during the, and during the debate itself, I, I made this presentation and, uh, and, and Dr. Carlson said during this, I think he, his words were something akin to, I don't think I've ever had someone argue against me in a debate using my own stuff. And, <laughs> and uh, that was pretty hilarious. Uh, the second, the second one, of course, and as uh, many of you know, uh, was the debate on uh, the up for up for debate radio show with Al Mohler, uh, which was from I believe that was mid twenty sixteen. So we're getting going on three years. Uh, I think that was in like April, March or April twenty sixteen. And uh, and our good friend JJ uh, kind of got that set up, um, or he, he kind of suggested it to Julie Roy's the the host. And uh, man, what a what a crazy uh, what a crazy afternoon that was! <laughs> oh man, uh, but it was it was amazing to be able to do that. And you know, I have great respect for for Dr. Mueller uh, as a theologian, uh, not so much in terms of his his uh, <laughs> political thought per se, but uh, but what a, it was an honor to do that and to be able to present that on national radio. Uh, one, I guess there's one other final story I think is pretty cool. And a lot a number of people that probably have, if you're, again, if you're newer, you may not know this, um, but uh, roughly the end of 2012, I was actually invited uh, to write an article for the Washington Post and one of their kind of uh, like closely knit websites uh, that was called On Faith and about Ron Paul and, uh, and, and Christian libertarianism and how those kind of relate together and whatnot. And I would, I would make it, I would be so bold as to make this statement about the result of that article. After that, we began to see an uptick in a lot of major publications, uh, things like Christianity Today, Relevant Magazine, and others as well, uh, talking about Christian libertarianism. I would, I Perhaps this is not the, the not the humble way of thinking about it, but I'd like to believe that that article from the Washington Post had a, had some sort of effect there, uh, because it was and, and it was commented to me by some of my non-Christian libertarian friends who have regularly read what I've written, uh, and he said like this may be the best piece we've ever seen you write, and uh, I'm still very proud of that piece. I think it's great. You can find it on our website. Uh, on faith, the, that website is, has kind of been more reintegrated into the Washington Post proper at this point. But uh, it's, I think it's still, you know, a, a, a really good piece to kind of go back to and uh, and see some, you know, really cool effects from. And uh, I think those, that's some pretty good, that's some pretty good stuff, right? I just pasted a link to the, yeah. So that was 2011. Oh, 2011. Late 2011. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, as you'll see there in that link, yeah, it was, it was late December. Yeah, okay, cool, excellent. You were in that debate, you, so you were in those two debates, and I remember seeing the Patrick Henry College one, um, and I remember listening live to the one with uh, Al Mohler. Um, and so that brings us that brings us roughly to the present. So the incorporation of LCI, uh, I'm going to kind of jump back into that storyline and say, you, you know, you wanted to create something that we that 
became an institution that equips Christians and equips the church. We were kind of talking along those lines. And uh, I think it would be kind of important to highlight some of the major ways in which we've done that. Now, articles is a big thing. I mean, we do lots of blog posts. Uh, We've done an enormous amount of blog posts in 2018, especially. But what are some of the other things that maybe our listeners don't know we provide just because they've either never visited our site or maybe this is like the first episode they're listening to? Um, so there's, there's a lot on our site. So of course we have the podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, you already know of of its existence. What else is there? Well, we have our, we have our YouTube channel, of course, and we've, we've, uh, we've got some interesting material up there. We've just kind of started up a a new little series that we're calling LCI hot takes, um, which is, uh, it's just kind of, uh, you know, short videos on the order of about 10 minutes, uh, where I'm just kind of riffing on things that are happening in the world today and thoughts that I've been having. It's kind of supplementing, supplementing, you know, our articles on somewhat with something a little more light and, and, uh, and, you know, just, just trying to kind of make, give, give some extra variety to everyone in a more informal, uh, informal setting. And so, you know, there's that. And then we, we of course, we, we do a, a lot of interesting, you know, kind of uh, republications of articles as well, trying to preserve, uh, you know, good materials uh, that, that have come, you know, from our, from our forebears in Christian libertarian thought. Uh, you know, the Edmund Opitz archive in particular is a great resource and, uh, and other, other things as well. And, and then we've also been more recently trying to, to, uh, to step up our, you know, our, our promotion of, of a variety of books and one of those in particular is the book called The Freedom, uh, which we're very pleased to have been involved in that production. Uh, and, and, and in fact, we're actually in the process of releasing the audiobook of that. And that's going to be coming out here in early in the, probably in the first quarter here, 2019 on Audible. Uh, and we're very excited that that's happening. And uh, we, we got a, you know, a, a good, uh, a great plan in place to get that moving. Uh, and then, of course, we we do have we do giveaway materials too, and and there's something I know that you have uh, that you have in store for our people here. Yeah. So for those of you who are live, and I and uh, we have your names. Uh, so <laughs> we have your names. <laughs> we have your names. We have your email. I don't know if there's anything else we have about you, but we have because you registered, not because of some nefarious scheme. <laughs> no, uh, it's because we're tracking everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we're tracking. Yes, we have cookies on our website. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, we don't uh, know how to use them. <laughs> so, Norm, I'm going to have to put the video on you for us to show it. But basically, we have a free book for you, for everybody. And uh, you ready? Yeah. Woo! Ready or not, here it is. Uh, if we can, copies here, of... let, me, let me focus it on the uh, screen here so it's on the right da, 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 thing. Da, da, da. There we go. Okay. So Christian Theology so, of Public Policy by John by, Coben. By Dr. John Coben. Who's, this, this book is a wonderful uh, – man, I, I can't say enough good things about this book. Uh, John Coben – Turn it sideways written, to show them how thick it is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's big. Just thick as my head. No, <laughs> uh, it's a, this is a this is a great book. And if you if you've never heard of John Coben, uh, he's you know he's been uh, you know thinking about these ideas for a really long time, and has done what I would say is one of the best analyses of uh, Romans thirteen that you'll find out there. And uh, this was a book that I found extremely helpful in uh, in my development as a, as a libertarian thinker, and and uh, and in particular on how we think about theology and libertarianism. Uh, so, 
you know, we've uh, we've acquired a number of copies of these, and we we're, are going to be giving them away to all of our attendees here. So, Doug, tell them how they can make sure and get their copy. So, uh, if you're listening to this right now, you know that you're going to get this free book, and you can email me, and um, it's Doug at libertarianchristians.com. Let me know that you want it. If it's something you already have uh, and you want to give it to a friend, just tell us their address. We'll send it to them. Uh, but uh, yeah, just let us know. Let me know, um, and then I'll I'll give Norman the list. He'll mail them out, and uh, yeah, and um, yeah, that's how that's how it'll go. So thanks for thanks for being here live with us, and we, we just wanted to express that thanks to you. Did you know that we also equip you with clothing? <laughs> <laughs> being a little facetious here. So for those of you uh, listening. After the fact, I'm just going to basically on our website for those of for those live viewing, uh, basically on our website, we have a resources section. And in that resources section, there are a number of things that we provide. And one of them is a starter kit. Uh, there's a list of articles and you can even there's a frequently asked questions we have a humongous page of libertarian resources. You can click on all of these links. But one, about halfway down the page, there's a get a free starter kit. What a starter kit is, is it's a series of emails that you'll receive. You enter your email address. You will be added to our mailing list. Uh, if you're already on our mailing list, this will just trigger that the uh, mailing of the starter kit will start. You'll get something once every day for, I believe, 10 days. And then if you fill out a survey about it, you will get a PDF version of it at, at the end. That's basically how this works. Uh, so libertarianchristians.com slash resources. And we did not promote it because we launched it right around Black Friday weekend. I think that's actually when I got the store up live and running. And I didn't want to promote it so much that we uh, we had people order things that didn't get them in time for Christmas. And so I was really kind of hesitant to promote it. And I wish we had promoted it like a month ahead. I wish I had gotten everything up a month ahead. But basically, if you go to libertarianchristians.com slash store, you will be able to download, uh, you will be able to purchase for download uh, our Christians for Liberty 2017 conference, which was done over Crowdcast. Uh, you can get the entire conference or uh, for $8, or you can buy the individual sessions at $2 a piece, uh, which would, would be $10 if you bought them individually. And in reference to what I said earlier, that we will clothe you, well, you kind of clothe yourself <laughs> because you're buying these, but we have a hoodie sweater that is just absolutely comfortable. I have two of them. Um, and so I've practically lived in these things for about a month and a half now. Uh, we have t-shirts, Jesus is Lord, but Caesar is crossed out in the in the t-shirt. Again, libertarianchristians.com slash store. We have the state is not the kingdom of God mug and t-shirt. And we also have the Caesar not, or I'm sorry, Jesus not Caesar is Lord mug. Uh, so anyway, and we will have some more stuff. Hey, is that reminder? <laughs> wearing wearing my hoodie. Wearing your hoodie and drinking coffee and saying the state's not the kingdom of God. <laughs> yes. Which, by uh, the way, the state is not the kingdom of God was the first tagline of LCC, incidentally. Ah, how about that? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so. There are limited there are limited a number of uh, old business cards for LCC out there. There's probably, like, they, they don't, 
I probably still have some somewhere around here. But right. Okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Maybe I'll throw one in as a bookmark for you guys. Yeah. So I got the video up now, and this is the hey. LCI hoodie. And of course, it's comfortable. You can tell because I'm smiling on video camera telling you it's comfortable. <laughs> so that's proof, of course. That's proof, of course. Yes. Yeah, they're just they're just amazing. So anyway, all that to say, Good stuff. Um, go buy something. Um, <laughs> It'll support us and you'll get something really cool. Sub- they're super yeah. quality stuff, man. They're, they're great. Yeah, they are. Uh, I did. I, I will say that the, there are two types. There are two types of hoodies on there. One's a little more expensive than the other. Uh, and, uh, but the more expensive one is really, really, really comfortable. I don't know about the other one. Uh, I haven't seen any reviews on it yet. Uh, but they're, they're good, good material, uh, good company to, that we're using to, to make these. So enough of that. Um, so go buy stuff. So, uh, we have, we have resources in a number of ways. Uh, we have, we have a podcast, we have our blog and our, where we have our articles. We have regular authors who write for us, um, from around the world. Uh, and we, we're just really thrilled with the team we're developing in that we've been developing over the past year. And yeah, it, um, it could even be yeah. said, it could even be said that the sun never sets on LCI authors <laughs> because we have LCI authors in Europe and in America and in, in Asia, we have one in India. It's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. So that's, yeah, we're building an empire. Not <laughs> <laughs> Our plan is what? Take over the world and leave it alone. Take over the world and leave everyone else <laughs> <That's> alone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so okay so um enough of enough fun yeah. well this is all fun i guess but I speaking of that. our podcast different we kind of fun. something yeah but speaking of the podcast though this is of course episode 100 and one of the things you got to do is you got to kind of have a retrospective on the podcast itself right and yeah. what is so what are we doing about that what, are we, what do you got for us Doug? yeah so i i don't know how much inside insider baseball whatever stats you want on things but uh we have we have this podcast is is uh at first it was like ah oh, we can do this is pretty easy and we had i had this when we first started i said we're not going to actually release any episodes until we have four recorded and <laughs> right because I'm we want to make sure that because i'm like we got to come up with a schedule we want to do once a month no we're gonna do every two weeks no we're gonna do once a week we decided on that we decided we could pull it off uh, we decided on a minimum time and we decided on, we, we never, we, we didn't really decide on a maximum time. We kind of decided on a target and that target was about 40 to 45 minutes. Uh, and so we recorded, uh, four, five sessions, uh, before the first one was actually released. And that gave us a nice, a nice lead way. And only about three times have we come up with the week of we have, you know, we're like, Hey, we got to have something this week. Uh, and so out of 100 episodes, we were always kind of a few ahead. Uh, we've even managed to have like a whole month off of recording because we got them done ahead of time. Uh, so we just schedule with our guests and with each other the conversations that we want to have. We want to keep things as evergreen as possible with what we're discussing. Although, you know, one of the earlier episodes, I, <laughs> I started it with the Pope pissed me off. And uh, so I'm like, we got to have somebody on to talk about some of the stupid things he was saying. And so we, we like did it like very, very quickly. I think that was a Jeffrey Tucker episode. Uh, so there's just a number of things that, um, 
that that go into the podcast and we have to send it to our audio guy and then we have to review it. And then I make sure it gets scheduled at midnight. Does anybody know that it actually schedules on us? Well, it's technically Monday, I guess since it's midnight on a Sunday evening, we have aimed for this. Uh, we haven't, we haven't hit every one, but we've hit every Monday. Uh, but pretty much at midnight on Sunday night, we, we release it. Uh, that helps those in Europe get it in the morning. Uh, but I'm on the East Coast, if anybody didn't know. So that's I just choose East Coast uh, as my midnight time. Um, so and then uh, we post it on our website on Tuesday. Uh, so those of you who subscribe will get it, you know, the first day. And then we announce it on Facebook and everything else on on a Tuesday on our on our website. So it's it's been a really interesting uh, and fun ride doing it because I get to talk to a lot of people that are authors of books. And I kind of say, this is like, I get to ask them the questions <laughs> that I want to <laughs> ask them. And they come on, they come on the show and I get to ask them questions that I'm like, I don't really write in the margins of the book, but if I had written questions in the margins of the book while I was reading something like that outraged me, or I'm like, really? I don't know about that or something like that. Uh, I, I get to ask them these questions. So I'm like, this is great. This is, it's uh, but uh, there is a downside to this. I, I have to limit the amount of books that I read a lot of books every year. Um, uh, And so I can't read every book that I really want to read because it's going to take like the podcast, you know, the books that we read that I read for the guests on the podcast, it kind of takes priority. And so uh, there are a handful of books on my shelf that are at the bottom of the pile because there are some at the top of the pile uh, because of because of guests. And, the you know, that is partly and there's a little bit of influence in that as to who, who becomes a guest. Uh, so there's kind of some you know, cross interest there. Uh, one of the things that we have learned about the podcast is a lot of you who listen to this love to listen to us talk about conservatism and libertarianism, the core values of libertarianism. What does it mean to be a libertarian and and think or be a Christian and think about economics? The things that are more in the kind of moral framework kind of realm. Uh, so some of the top episodes of 2018, and these are episodes that were that were. Um, only released in 2018 are things like conservatism versus libertarianism, libertarian Christian core values, the moral superiority of the moral superiority of capitalism, and then of course we do have the episodes that are very specific on a topic like getting control of the gun debate with Trevor Burrus from the Cato Institute, Jason Rink, uh, another co-host. Uh, he was co-host early on, but he uh, he is one of the reasons this podcast keeps rolling uh, in good high, in good audio quality. So uh, he's a co-host in that respect too. Um, he uh, did a faith in cannabis episode, and also we talked with Carrie Baldwin, one of our regular contributors, uh, on abortion, which probably one of the best discussions about abortion. I think Norman it's, Norman would, oh my goodness, would agree. It's so good. It's so good. So that's episode 64. Everybody go listen to it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a really good year. We had some really amazing guests on to talk about a lot of issues. Um, And, you know, we love to hear suggestions. We do get suggestions. I would say I get one email per month and I'm plenty happy to receive more of them on podcast guests that you would like. Uh, we have had Tom Woods on. We have an, we have a couple other big name libertarian guests that you will be pleased to know uh, once once you hear them. I can't. <laughs> we haven't recorded them yet, so I can't promise anything. 
Um, they're just in the schedule. Uh, so uh, we've we've got a lot of great people that are that are joining us. Um, so the podcast um, at a hundred, uh, we're going to keep going. This isn't going to end, of course. Uh, we hope to have we hope to have an episode two hundred where we do something special for that. And so we we're just really thrilled to be at this milestone. Absolutely, and and like Doug said, we do value your feedback greatly, and uh, and you know we we really appreciate it. And thank you for your you know for your support and all of it. Yeah. So speaking of feedback, if any of you who are joining us right now live have a question and this will be kind of trimmed down and edited because there's a little bit of like dead, dead air here going on at the moment. So we'll kind of trim this for the for the for the edited show. Uh, So if you want to give us any sort of like a question, if it's like an ask, you can ask Norman and Doug anything right now. It could be about LCI. Uh, It could be if if you have a question that's, you know, burning a hole in your pocket. if something's burning a hole in your pocket, like money, go buy something from our store. But uh, if it's burning a hole, a hole in your brain and you're like, I got to ask this question because I got these two guys together. There, I don't <laughs> care. Uh, so, <laughs> I was just trying to sell something. That's all. <laughs> if you want to oh, say boy. something, you're welcome to do that. And uh, yeah, you can say something in the, uh, in the chat there. If not, we'll, uh, we'll cut that whole part out and we'll, we'll end yeah. the episode. <laughs> Oh man, that you know that kind of reminds me. Um, I think maybe the, my favorite episode of the, well, okay, I'm not on every episode. I don't have uh, quite the availability that Doug has to do this, and and he's you know, and and in some cases it's better if we only have one interviewee uh, for you know for the show. But I think one of my favorite ones to do in the last year was when we talked about um, when we talked about uh, politics and theology in in comic books and comic book movies. That was so fantastic and fun. <laughs> that was really was, good. I also thought it was hilarious because I could tell you that Doug that you were you were kind of you you had to be thinking like how on earth does Norman know this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you were getting well. I I it was something I learned about Norman that he was really into comic books. And well, I'm not really. I just I know a lot. Really about compared lot to me, things. yeah. Compared well, okay. to you, yes, yeah. But well, I I it is absolutely the case that I have. Uh, I have a vested interest in trying to in understanding the the genre, and so I I really like uh, I really do enjoy graphic novels, and I have some you know some interesting ones on my shelf uh, at any given point. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah, I think it, it, yeah, I, I'm not really per se just into comics all the time per se, um, mm, but I do okay. enjoy graphic novels a lot, and I've tried to kind of. Just tried to you know get it get a hold and usually via the library of some of the more you know important pieces in the genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons that I was really that we did that episode was because in 2018, my I decided that, and and this had become a a theme in some of the things I was reading is that the the power of myth and oh yeah the the importance of understanding a cultural cultural mythology and just the importance that had on how we understand ourselves, how we understand the way we think about God, the way we think about politics and society. And so I had made it a goal in 2018 to watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe comic uh, uh, movies, to watch all the yeah. films. And I, because Infinity War was coming out in May, it was kind of a goal to watch, a to be able to watch that. Yeah, so I had a goal to like watch all the movies leading up to that. And then my son and I would do it together. He's 11. And we would we would go to see 
go see the movie. Well, I had to shorten the list because of a friend of mine told me, he's like, you're not going to get through all those. And if you don't want to get through all those and you just, here's the one you want to see, et cetera. So I watched them. I did actually finish all the movies in 2018. Um, so there's a little personal tidbit. Like that was my new year's resolution for 2018 was to watch all of the Marvel <laughs> movies. So set your goals high people. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so you could say that my new year's resolution was super heroic. Oh, wow. <laughs> so anyway, uh, my new year's I, I resolution is to make more puns. Yes. Oh, I, <laughs> that's a given in my world. <laughs> oh man all right we do have a question thank you larry have you considered the idea of promoting local lci groups presuming there are folks in locale that follow lci oh. media norman this is you know what yeah, i'm really glad that's part of the history of of doing lci is that we we have been on that front doing some things Go ahead, yeah Norman. and we yeah we've kind of tried that in the past and um i'll be honest the success of that that program if you want to call it that is not been great um it really has everything to do with is there someone in a particular geographic area that is really motivated to do that particular work because as much as we tr could try to support it ourselves um it really doesn't work unless you have somebody with the grit and resolve to just make it happen and you know like the place where, I mean, honestly, the place where we had the best success with it was when I was running our group in Austin, Texas. And it was super fun. I really encourage, like, look, if you've got a, uh, a, you know, a burning desire to do it, you know, I will certainly talk with you about, you know, some ideas on how to do it. But like, that's, I can't do it for you. Right. And so that's, that's something to where we will definitely, you know, if someone is, has a burning desire to do it, I'll help. Uh, try and get them started and, and get, make some suggestions. Um, but we've we've kind of tried that a little bit and it hasn't been as successful as we wanted. Um, but, you know, it really does take time to get stuff like that really rolling. Um, even any group like like this, um, you know, even like Students for Liberty, you know, I, I talked to Alexander McCobin extensively about this kind of thing. And so much of it has to do with can you find somebody at, you know, in the case of Students for Liberty, can you find a student who's willing to go the extra mile and, you know, have the grit to get it done? Uh, it's, it's a, it is, it is a mammoth task. I've done it. I've done it with student, you know, I did it with Libertarian Longhorns for years. Um, and it was just because I had a fire in my blood to just do it. And, uh, and, you know, to host the conferences, to run the meetings, to do the, the writing, to, I mean, we did, we did all sorts of cool stuff as uh, Libertarian Longhorns, but it was because, we had, you know, a few really great people um, to to help me out and and to make that happen. Um, because if it had just been me, it wouldn't have worked out very well either. But we had we had a number of people that made it a great thing. Uh, so, I mean, that that's really what it takes. It takes somebody with you know some fire in the blood and and the grit to to get stuff done. Um, but yeah, if uh, and Larry, if you if 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 you want to be that guy, you know, we'll talk, man. Let's get it done. Yeah, one of the things that we kind of realize is that what we can do from a distance and as is become that resource. And we we do have some things in the works that we hope will become tools that small groups uh, is kind of the short shorthand term that we're using it. It's like where there's a there's a local small or medium or large group that can in some way use our material in some sort of methodical way. 
Uh, we haven't had any like test pilot uh, ways of doing that yet. Um, so we haven't had any opportunities to that. So those of you who are thinking, hey, I already have a group and I haven't even reached out. Hey, reach out to us. We'd love to help yeah. uh, or, or help you in any way that we can. So we have heard people say, hey, I've got a group and we've been, you know, kind of going through these materials. Is there any other direction you'd like to, that you could suggest to us? Is there something more specifically libertarian Christian? Um, and so, you know, we do we want to equip you. But uh, as Norman said, you're going to have to carry the material to the people that are nearby you and go through it in certain ways. But, hey, we are always open for supportive um to being supportive to, to everybody who's doing it. Definitely. Definitely. So we're going to, we're going to end the episode here. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of the libertarian Christian podcast. Uh, if you go to the link I'm providing you, those of you who are live here, if you go to the link I'm providing you, you will see the Larry Reed video. We'll probably post this up on YouTube or it is on YouTube. We will post it up on Facebook. Uh, and, um, yeah, thanks for joining us again for our first live episode. We really appreciate your support, your attention, your patience in some of the technical difficulties that everyone else hearing <laughs> this won't, 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 everyone else hearing this won't hear. So they were spared those things. So we had a few thanks technical Keith difficulties, but you were, too. <laughs> yes, right. We, uh, we, you, you, uh, you suffered with us. So, uh, we consider <laughs> you compatriots in our, in our cause. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Libertarian Christian Podcast. If you liked today's episode, we encourage you to rate us on Apple Podcasts to help expand our audience. If you want to reach out to us, email us at podcast at libertarianchristians.com. You can also reach us at LCI Official on Twitter. And of course, we are on Facebook and have an active group you are welcome to join. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Libertarian Christian Podcast is a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute, a registered 501c3 nonprofit. The audio engineers were Doug Stewart and Jason Rink, and voiceovers were by Matthew Bellis and Caitlin Horn. If you'd like to find out more about the LCI, please visit us on the web at www.libertarianchristians.com.